What got you there with Shonda Laney? Uh, what got you there with Shonda Laney? What got you there with Shonda Laney? Uh, what got you there with got you got you? Everyone wants to blast off in the new year, and on this episode, Sean goes into the strategies and frameworks he's using to ensure 2020 is his best year yet. If you're wondering about getting your health, wealth, and wisdom in line this year, then this will be an episode that you do not want to miss. Hey, hey, how is everyone doing at the end of 2019? So as the new year approaches, All of our minds are on how do we get 2020 started off on the right foot? So in this episode, I'll be going over some of the tactics and frameworks I'm using to prepare for the coming year. Don't think you need to implement any or even all of these strategies. I'm sharing what works for me, so I hope you guys find some values, maybe some takeaways that you can implement in your own life. If you find any of this helpful, I would love and be so grateful if you guys can share with some loved ones, some friends, the people who are looking to make themselves better in the new year. So where do we start? It all starts with the right mindset. Don't limit your thinking. Remember, we wanna dream big. Know that you're capable of achieving what might seem like impossible right now. Once I'm in that positive mindset, I always look back on the previous year. I start by asking myself the following questions. What went well? Where did I fail? Why did I fail? What I wish I'd spent more time on, where I wasted time, What brought me the most joy? What stressed me out the most? What brought the most value? So I write out these questions, I write out the answers, and I spend a lot of time exploring them. It also brings up new questions I try to answer. You guys will be surprised what you discover. So at the start of each year, I put down all my plans for the coming year in a single notebook. So at the end of the year, I can look back and see where I succeeded and what things I didn't accomplish. These things could be what you want to see, places you want to travel, ways to improve relationships. Since each person is different, it's important to understand what you want out of life. One example of my life in 2019 is I wanted to be in the best physical shape. Well, that certainly didn't happen, but believe me, I'm building in the systems and framework so I can accomplish that in the new year. It's important to know that you won't accomplish everything you set out to do. That's all right. But realize if you don't think about accomplishing something, you never will. Next, I work on mapping out my coming year, and I do that by looking at three categories. Since I'm a fan of Benjamin Franklin, I stick with healthy, wealthy, and wise. Inside each one of those, I put down what I want to accomplish, and then the things I like to improve on, and things I want to eliminate. Once I figured out what these are, I dig deeper into each one and design a system to succeed with that. Remember our episode with Scott Adams where I discuss approaching goals and why that can lead to a continuous state of feeling like we fail because until you achieve your goal, you technically have failed while systems approach is something you do to improve your odds of success. I'll talk about the healthy, wealthy, wise categories and then I'll also add in the few things I'm thinking about or working on. Long-term thinking and compound growth is what all of us should be considering when we do these types of exercise. I'm not concerned with implementing something for a few weeks or even a few months. I want things that will stand the test of time and provide benefits the rest of my life. Remember, a 1% improvement each day results in a 37x improvement at the end of the year. Imagine if we get those types of results across decades. Remember, long-term thinking. So let's start with health. Knowing this is a major focus for me, I'm making it as easy for myself to win as possible. I'm setting aside a set number of days 
per week to work out and I'll have those workouts already planned. This allows me to just focus on doing the workout. I always get a long walk in each day as well, so this really helps me staying active. For food, we make bad decisions when we're exhausted and don't have things readily available. So because of that, I stock my house with healthy, nutritious, real food. If you're one of those people who eat all the bad things when they're around, make it simple. Don't buy them. Diet and exercise aren't the only important elements of health. Your mental health could be the most important. For me, while I don't meditate, I do find quiet time to think what I'm grateful for each morning while I'm still in bed. This takes about 30 seconds, and it's a great way to get your day started. I've also spent a ton of time over the past few years working on breath work, and I use it to calm down or even ramp up during certain activities. Next is wealth. This topic is one people hate talking about, but I think it's really important and one we should talk about more often. This year, get a true grasp on what you're spending and what your savings look like. I'm not going to go into details about specific budgets, saving plans, etc., but I will say it's important to have a deep understanding on what your financial situation is. If you don't know your financial situation, it's difficult to make decisions for your long-term wealth. There are some excellent tools out there like Mint.com and PersonalCapital.com, and those help track your spending and savings. One thing I always do recommend is creating a safety net for yourself, though. This means having savings readily available that could maintain your lifestyle with no income for at least six months. I really do try to protect my downside, so I am really, really conscious of this, and I've always tried to have at least a year runway where I can live the exact same lifestyle I'm currently living with no more income. When you do that, you've really built in a system to protect yourself, and that's one I really recommend. Also, circle back to episode 112 with Ramit Sethi. He talks about having money dials. These are the key things that bring the most joy for us in life. Maybe for you it's vacation, or maybe it's going out to dinner. Since these things bring you so much joy, make sure you spend on them. Spend on them, but eliminate some of the other things that don't bring you as much joy. For me this past year, it was books. In the past, I would just think for weeks about buying a book, and then I realized I was gaining so much value and knowledge from reading books. So, anytime I thought I wanted to read a book, I bought it. I didn't think twice about it. I would go to Amazon used books or abooks.com first just to check some better prices, but I'm so glad I started buying every book I wanted to, and it's something I'm going to continue to do in 2020. Next is wise, and this is one I love thinking and talking about and spending a ton of time on. Since anyone listening to this right now is a lifelong learner, I'll dive into a few specifics I'm implementing and have continued to implement and will for a number of years. So first off, schedule free time to think. Yes, free time to think. Ever wonder why you have your best ideas in the shower? It's because you allow your mind to wander. What I've done is figured out which activities help my mind do this and I engage in them more frequently. A few key ones for me are showering, swimming, light cleaning, riding a bike, and walking. If I have a difficult problem I'm trying to solve, there's a good chance you'll find me doing one of these, and it's really helped me solve these problems. Next, schedule time to read. A goal would be I want to read a book a week. This is a great goal, but if we don't end up reading all of those books, we end up failing. So instead, start small. Aim to read a minimum 30 minutes a day. Your Twitter timeline doesn't count either. Work on instilling this habit by reading books, articles that have stood the test of time. I love reading broadly because that allows me to pull key concepts and patterns from multiple disciplines. Work on filling your brain with knowledge this coming year. 
We also live in the most exciting time in history with access to all sorts of technology, so don't be afraid to use that. If you're someone who learns by watching, check out the Richard Handing lectures or Richard Feynman lectures as well. These are truly incredible. They help you learn other topics and you really learn about learning with these. Next are a few things I'm going to focus on this year. While they can fall in one of the healthy, wealthy, or wise categories, I thought it would be fun just to specifically talk about these. So first off, serendipity casting. Now this is a framework I've talked about before, but it's one I implement, and it's where you have chance encounters with unexpected surprises. This could be attending a party with very few people I know, engaging a stranger in conversation, could be going to a performance like a play or a sports event that I don't know much about. The more of these moments we have, the more chance we have for unexpected opportunities to arise. Zappos founder Tony Shea actually schedules a thousand hours of these moments he calls encounters per year. He's really understood that these types of things lead to unexpected results, so I, I really highly recommend you guys do this as well. Also, pick a new hobby or activity you've never done but will get you out of your comfort zone. What this will do is help your skill acquisition and ability to learn. Go into this with a beginner's mind and learn the basics first. You guys could think of something like dance lessons, maybe picking up photography, a musical instrument, learning how to cook. Basically anything that your experience is limited on and is going to force you to get out of your comfort zone. Another thing I always do is I work on scheduling large blocks of uninterrupted time to work on crucial tasks that demand the most cognitive load. The best book I've ever read on this is Cal Newport's Deep Work. I also cover this book and strategy on solo episode number 145. So ways to help with this. Batch your emails so you only look at them a couple times a day. You want to turn off social media notifications or block them at certain times of the day. If it's noisy in your environment, you can also use noise-canceling headphones. Those have been a tremendous help for me. And you also can set boundaries with your coworkers or if you work at home with your family. Let them know you shouldn't be interrupted at these types of times. You have to work really hard at this, and it's going to take a little while before you guys can get into these routines. But once you do, you guys will be so happy that you implemented this. Make sure you have everything readily available. One thing I first started doing when I would try to get into deep work is 15 minutes in, I realized I wanted something to drink. So now everything I could possibly want is right at, right at my desk. Next, get better at saying no to things. This is one I've worked on a great deal over the past few years. What was continually happening is I was saying yes to too many things. I was getting burned out and I was being on someone else's schedule. Then I started thinking through the lens of, does this give me more time or more energy? I actually have this saying on a post note on my computer. So every time I'm presented with a new opportunity, I ask myself that. If it doesn't, then it's an easy no. When we say no to more things, we have the option to focus on the main things that move our life forward. When your day is fully booked and scheduled, you miss out on opportunities that require additional time and ability to think through. While it sounds counterintuitive that saying no to more things, it's actually presented me with more opportunities. I've discovered I was complaining too often in 2019, so I implemented a technique of trying to not complain for 21 days. The way I did this is I put a rubber band on my wrist, and any time I complained, the rubber band would switch to the other wrist, and I tried to do this for 21 straight days. If I complained, the clock would restart right when that band went on the other wrist. What I discovered was just having the band on my wrist actually made me think more consciously about complaining, and I discovered Overall, my thoughts became more and more positive. 
While I wasn't able to go the full 21 days, I did discover feeling more positive, and actually after talking to my wife, she said my complaining went down a great deal. I'm certainly going to continue this in 2020. Another thing is who you surround yourself with. You're the culmination of the five people you spend the most time with. If any of these people are constantly negative, not working towards bettering themselves, or bringing you down, it's going to be really hard for you to advance. This can be one of the most difficult things in life, but there are times when you need to cut off those relationships. Understand the importance of those people and actively work on surrounding yourself with people who motivate, inspire, and bring out the best in you. A fun thought experiment I do is I think of everyone in my immediate network and think over the next 10 years, if all of these people were stocks, which one would I pick? Don't pick or, don't picture it just in terms of career success. I think about the people who seem the happiest, who bring out the most joy in others. Once I identify those people, I try to spend more time with them, talking with them, having experiences with them. Now remember guys, don't let all of these overwhelm you. Pick just a couple, the few that you can execute on and start implementing them immediately. Finally, let the people closest to you know how important they are. In a recent conversation with Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, he gave me words of encouragement. Those words were most likely forgotten by him minutes after our talk, but they stuck with me for a really long time. It made me think back to times where I was struggling or thinking about changing course with something, and then all of a sudden, at that right moment, someone I look up to or respected gave me words of encouragement. Those words, they helped me keep going. If you see someone who might look up to you or respect you, and you see them doing something impressive, let them know. You have no idea how far those little words can go for that person. So we have a jam-packed start to the year plan for the podcast, and I cannot wait to share those conversations. If you could, please share this episode with your friends, your family. Hit subscribe. Also remember that monthly newsletter we have. You could give this podcast a five-star review and rating. I hope everyone has a safe, happy, and healthy start to your 2020. Remember, momentum breeds momentum. You guys made it to the end of another episode of What Got You There. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen all the way through. If you found value in this, the best way you can support the show is giving us a review, rating it, sharing it with your friends, and also sharing on social. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Looking forward to you guys listening to another episode.